to another episode of the So-Called Oreos podcast. I'm Kia Swinton here with Amari Pollard, Janae Price, Rachel Fowler. And okay, let's get right into it with this week in black history. Okay, so August 13th, 1881, the first African-American nursing school opened at Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia. Spelman, Spelman. HBCU. I believe that's an all-women's college. It yeah. is. Okay, glad It's I the got black that women mecca of colleges. Yeah, yeah. Is that the one next to Morehouse? Yes. yes. Yeah. I don't know I why my bit. ass didn't go to Spelman. I know. Yeah, I regret not going to HBCU. I would have been married by now. I'm not going to an all-women's college. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was my hang-up. It was yeah. kind of like, oh, should I aim for that? And I was like, honestly, do I want to go to an Although, Morehouse. It's Morehouse right there. Right. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, they're really close. Like together. But still, I don't want to do that. I want to have men in my classes. Yeah. I, no. I screwed I, myself over because all the men in communication class are gay. So oh, I, I, I was going to say they were dumb. Although, I'm sorry. Oh, well, that's <laughs> I had the most interesting conversations in college with the women. Like, why yeah, were the men even there? They didn't even talk. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going to an all-women's school. Especially if it's an all-women's black school. Yeah. The converse, I would be really excited. Man. Do you have so much friends? I'll, yeah. I want dudes in my class. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Nah. Oh, yeah, Gucci. We're going to have an episode about HBCUs and PWIs yep. later. Okay. So August 16th, 1961, on sale this day was a stamp designed to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the Emancipation Proclamation. It was designed by George Olden, which made him the first black to design a U.S. postage stamp. So, like, all those stamps we have, like, black people, it started in August, actually, I think, uh, 1942, and they do it, like, a bunch, so, like, they let black people design that. Pretty cool. Fun. Yeah. On to you, Amari. Okay, yes. So, this week on Black Professionals We Love, I want to highlight a French visual artist who I am obsessed with on Instagram. I randomly stumbled upon her, like, a year or so ago, and she's kind of blowing up right now. Uh, Her name is, sorry if I butcher it, Aurelia Durand, um, and her work focuses on presenting the beauty that is the black body in all its color and movement, and, like, her illustrations actually move. So that's pretty cool. Um, And she says her goal is to work with brands to show representation matters by creating illustrations for books, magazine covers, animations, editorials, and more. She recently just finished up a campaign with Facebook. Before that, it was Giphy. Before that, it was was Califia Farms. I I don't think I said that right. Anyways, please do yourself a favor and follow her. Her art is amazing. And her handle on Instagram is at, I'm just gonna say the numbers and letters, is 4UR3LIA. So it's Euralia, Aurelia, with like the four and then three. But yes, go follow her. That's it. Okay. (laughs) So this week we are talking about music. Yeah. And I think this topic is very, we all have very eclectic and different tastes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting coming from, you know, being black people, people assume we listen to R&B Rap, rap, hip hop. Um, I think souls. I think people usually associate dance hall and reggae too with mm-hmm. black people, but like specifically Caribbean. Sp- sp- yes, but a lot of white people can't tell. So, <laughs> <laughs> so right. Um, but yeah. So like, what has how has like music played a role in your lives? And like, what were you guys like listen? Like, what were the hot tunes? Like when you guys were <laughs> when you guys were going up. <laughs> Like, what are the kids listening to? Like, what's a hot beat? Okay, Mean Girls? Yes, okay, yeah, I'm glad you yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, 
growing up, I listened to rap and hip hop and that was like all I listened to. And then I will never, ever forget another summer spent at my grandma's house. <laughs> and you know how that MTV morning show would play where they would just play music videos. Yeah, for, they did that on VH1 too. Yeah, yeah. I watched MTV. I think maybe we click back and forth between MTV and VH1 probably. They're only one channel away. But exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sugar We're Going Down by Fall Out Boy. By Fall Out Boy would play every morning. That music and video that, used to creep me the hell out. I loved with that it. that moose. I loved it. I used to get sick. I absolutely adore it. The song is like the song is amazing. So from then, I started listening to Fall Out Boy. Like I went on a deep dive, listened to all their albums, and I was like stuck. And then I started listening to like Paramore and Mayday Parade and like all these different alternative pop punk bands. Um, and next thing you know, I was like wearing all black and chucks and stuff and trying to be a scene kid. So that <laughs> yeah. was my early music experience as an Oreo. Mine's like similar, but you yeah. can go. No, I was going to say, I think it's funny because like I'm still a very big Paramore fan. Janae and I just saw yeah. Paramore last summer. Yeah. And that was the second time I had seen them. And it's funny because my sister had introduced me to Paramore and then like she got out of the Paramore phase and I just like went deeper into it and then she turned on me and was like oh my god Amari you're like so white like all you do is listen to white people music I'm like chick you're the one who turned me on um but yeah Paramore um Fallout Boy I'm obsessed with their more recent like the 1975 but I discovered them my freshman year in oh, college me. saw them live and I I don't care what he looks like I want to marry Maddie um I don't even know who this is he's 1975 is pretty good they're pretty good um but I think I was also like very I grew up in a Caribbean household so like between old school reggae music dance hall but also my parents were the product of when they were my age they were like in the 80s like late 80s early 90s and um so I was that music was very influential and I'm also like very I'm very interested in vintage things so like whether that's physical vintage things um but like also vintage music so I would love Sam Cooke Otis Redding um Ella Fitzgerald, like all these different older uh, mm. songs. So like I'm all over the place and I don't make sense to people. So Same. Growing up, I didn't listen to a lot of hip hop and R&B as well. Like my parents um, are also from the Caribbean. And when they came here to the U.S., it was like 1979, 19, mm. early 1980. So like whatever was popular at the time, that's what they were listening, they were listening to. And that's what we, we listened, listened to, to growing up. And I didn't mind it. I actually liked I like it. I actually like the music they were listening that's to, like Michael Jackson, yeah. Whitney Houston. Uh, like soft um, 80s 90s rock like I enjoyed all of it and like now as an adult I inst- I still enjoy listening to those music mm-hmm. Sade um, oh, who else? Sweetest Tabby oh. didn't you say you had like a Jonas Brothers <gasps> oh <laughs> I can talk about that. Didn't you guys like have a thing? I'm not ashamed. I will say, yes, in high school. I'll talk about mine after. Yeah, I love the Jones Brothers in high school. They're still popping. Dem Lovato. Now I don't really like their music. Yeah, their music sucks, but I'm still going to see them in August. Okay. I will will see them live because I I feel like I realize they'll probably play. Oh, I have an extra ticket. (laughs) Deadass, if you want to come, I'm lying. I deadass have a ticket. Kia, when is it? Um, It's August, sorry, 20th something. Where? Oh, I'm sorry, Amari's leaving. No, it's in, I think, Madison Square Garden, my best friend um, in middle school, we were obsessed with the Jonas Brothers and she was like, bitch, I got three tickets for me, her, and another girl, but the other girl can't come so we literally have another ticket. I will definitely join you guys. Okay, <laughs> cool. But, I'll um, send you the yeah, info when I figure yeah. out what okay. it is. Oh, yeah. 
Well, <laughs> I'll see you guys soon. Hey. Um, but you, I'll let you finish. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's basically like high school. Um, Demi Lovato, to Jonas Brothers. Demi Lovato was mass. a mood. She. Um, <sighs> what was that that one song? There was a La La Land. Did you I love La La Land. Did, did that you was a song. Was even, yeah. That was. I went through all those phases. When yeah. I was like, I would be like in my room mm-hmm. in the dark, just like doing my homework. Like, <laughs> I wish someone loved me. Did you forget? <laughs> I'm like, who am I singing to? Because I'm single as fuck. <laughs> who broke my heart? <laughs> I know. It made you feel it. Though. And you're just like imagining it, and you're like, literally, yeah. I have not had my first kiss. Right. I'm just sad because you're sad Demi right Kia what was your experience um yeah so music is pretty interesting I think music affects like the way like you guys said what your parents are listening to Mm -hmm. so like growing up I listened to a lot of TLC a lot of Michael Jackson like older stuff like that a lot of Motown um because that was like my grandparents favorite was like Motown and so I listened to a lot of that stuff and not really a lot of like I want to say just music from white people growing (laughs) up but like uh yeah it was a lot of like old uh, hip hop. My dad would play like, what was this song? Wow, I'm forgetting the name, but it's Christmas time in Hollis Queens. You know, know that song? Yeah. yeah. So just like a lot of like old like original hip hop and uh, rap for my dad, and then uh, TLC and like Michael Jackson and Motown, so all of that, and then. Um, I grew up like listening to like 3LW as like when I was younger. 3LW, yeah. People don't know that the Cheetah Girl before yeah. the Cheetah Girl Two of them, Keely and Adrian were yeah. part of 3LW. Who doesn't know that? With the, a lot the of people, power. power. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So power 3LW, group. but that's because I want to say that's because I grew up with the 3LW stage. I grew up in the suburbs where uh, everyone I went to a private school with everyone was black except like two people. Mm. So then when I moved the to private school's all black. Yeah. Wow. So Mecca. it was like 13 of us. It was like a uh, new private school. Either way. Yeah. yeah. So I grew up like thinking like, okay, that everyone listens to 3LW, well, whatever. Normal. Yeah. So then I went to, when I moved to Washington, New Jersey, like the middle of nowhere near Pennsylvania, a lot of that, like I realized that a lot of people didn't listen to the same music I listened to mm-hmm. growing up because like obviously white people probably, I'm not going to guess, but I'm just saying, um, maybe they let their kids listen to rock or like um, Queen and Rolling Stone and stuff like that. So it's a little different. So that's what they were into, like more rock and stuff like that and so I didn't really know about these things but I wanted to like kind of like fit in like the Mm Oreo experience and like see what people were listening to so I remember like Avril Lavigne was a big thing in third grade she's a mood too like yeah I was just like yeah Mm -hmm. I would just be like okay my friend this is what my friend listens to Mm -hmm. I'm gonna listen to this Mm -hmm. too so I would listen to Avril Lavigne and then um I would listen to like yeah like fallout boy a lot of my uh people like I was playing basketball with, listened to a lot of like punk, like Fall Out Boy, Paramore, stuff like Green that. So, Day. Yeah, Green, Green Day. Day. So I was, they were obsessed with Green Day. So I would start listening to that type of stuff. And then, um, I would say like middle school, high school, I was really big in the Jonas Brothers. I remember the day I saw Nick Jonas' <laughs> face and guys, I swear to God, it was like a movie. I like was in my room. Wait, is this, wait, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm thinking she's saying like she saw him in person. She no. just just in her I, bedroom. I saw him in person one day and I was shocked. When I, I remember me and my sister were just watching like, you remember like Disney Channel commercials, they would play like the music, video. the music videos. Yeah. So I, yep, so I saw <laughs> Year three thousand. I swear to God, I looked and I was like, <laughs> "That song, Nick, that's her, 
Jowls onto the jowls. Yeah, yeah. never that heard song, it. That music video. You're lying. You're okay, lying. we got this. I okay. never paid attention to the Jonas Brothers because I was a little punk girl, and I was like, everything that's girly and blah blah blah, I'm just going to ignore it. That no. song is going to go down like that today. Well, yeah. I'll play it for you after. But Nick Jonas, I saw him, disrespect, and I was like, oh my god, this is my like. That was my first teenage. Crush. That's my bag. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know people who know me know like right now and for the last five years my celebrity diehard is The Weeknd Abel Tesfaye and Bruno Mars but my people think I'm crazy when it comes to them I am no, but when you don't know me Rachel Rachel loves Bruno Mars I love me some Bruno Mars The Weeknd can go no he's, not he's because canceled. I like them but the way I am about them mm-hmm. like I've seen The Weeknd five times like wow. I'm psycho obsessed with him like I follow them day and night but like originally before that Nick Jonas was the original like fangirl crush so I literally would every time I saw a Nick Jonas pitch I would cut it out and put it in this folder. I really thought that I, I guys, I swear to God, I thought I was yeah. marrying Nick Jonas. I, I would tell my friend, she was like, You're I'll give you a hundred dollars whenever you meet Nick Jonas. I was like, bet. You're I'm going to meet one. Nick Jonas like before I die. No, He's married he, now. no did you I was obsessed the- with Joe Jonas. I had, at first I had a face with Joe and then it was Nick. It was never Kevin. He was there. It was never but, Kevin, but Kevin's the one I met because I went, I went to Montclair State honestly, with his sister Honestly, let's be honest. We probably know Kevin is probably the best human being of the three of them. Probably. Kevin it looks like the most. Well, that's why he has to be because he's ugliest. Yo, let me just say something. Watch Weird. the Jonas Brothers documentary on Amazon. If you guys were, I was like, who cares about Kevin? And I watched that and I literally was like, Kevin is may not be the most outwardly talented as. Nick and Joe. Joe, Joe Joe can't really sing or like do anything guys, else. We are spending so much time on the Jonas <laughs> no, Brothers. No, but it's important like, because it, it like is. Kevin doesn't <laughs> get enough like guys. credit and he's just a good human being. Who but are also, the Jonas Brothers? Kia is the he girl. Probably is. Oh, girl, I'm the Kia Jonas is Brothers No, did fan. you guys did you guys watch the movie Stuck in the Suburbs on Disney Channel? Yes. Kia is that Kia is those those two girls. <laughs> Wait, who's running in the after, suburbs? Running after that the <laughs> running after the, the superstar. But you know, I've been psycho with him. They found his phone. They found his phone. They were blackmailing him yeah, yeah no I really thought like deadass I thought like Jonas Brothers was my life and then mm-hmm. I went into like this phase with like Lady Gaga and I was the Ew. biggest Lady Gaga stand like Kia. no one could tell Lady- me I was I was literally staying up learning every Lady Gaga dance move I was really? originally Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga doesn't even stand. know her dance moves no I'm not now I'm talking about when she first came out me right here you can ask my mom I did everything like Lady Gaga did I was like 100% hardcore Lady Gaga fan did you have her, like, her sunglasses those thick black sunglasses hell yeah I did hell yeah I did I had everything her, her Lady fashion. Gaga in her fashion and my parents were like y'all are, you're weird you're going through this weird white girl music phase and I didn't care I was like no this is what I love Lady Gaga Listen got cancelled when that blackface picture came up Oh, I that's the minute that. she oh, got yeah. cancelled so what we have learned is <laughs> Kia goes really hard for the music yeah Kia you that she loves Stan yeah people think like no tendencies Nick Jonas was the original Stan like I stand the weekend like it's disgusting he's literally like a second god to me honestly that's the way that I'm feeling about BTS nowadays. Oh God! Okay, okay. BTS also sounds like. Can we like clear what BTS is? Because I also isn't like BTS like a like a sex link or is that? Wait, what is BDS stand for? Is it No, BDSM. Girl, what the hell? What? No, BTS. I can't remember what it stands for, but it has like it had one original meaning, and then they like changed it. Can you tell people what who BTS are? Oh, BTS is a Korean pop group, um, like a boy group, boy band. 
band, whatever. Uh, yeah, um, they originally started <laughs> out <Mari's> as <laughs> they originally started off as a rap group, and then they like turned a into, rap group. They did, they did, because the original member RM was an underground rapper in Korea. Um, and then the group was kind of founded around him. So it was RM, Sugar, J-Hope, who were like... Sugar, Sugar, okay. yes. Janae made original Nye the other night. She forced us. Watch these dumb... <laughs> they weren't dumb. It was I'm, Monster I'm not gonna X. Lie. Was not dumb. I'm not going to lie. Aesthetically, the music video okay, the, very were, good compared were good. to these American okay, music boys videos. are talented. No, I think, I think what was... Talented. Okay, what was... Okay, yes. They're talented. I think... And Janae was just trying to describe them to us, and she was con- like, she's she was just pointing out who she thinks is the most beautiful man, and he looks like a fairy Jimin. to me. Yes, he looks they, like a they fairy. Have very soft, feminine-like features. But see, this this is a two-layer thing because number one in Korea, it is way more acceptable for men to wear makeup for. And in, plastic surgery. And plastic surgery. Okay. In Korea, beauty is beauty. It does not have a gender. So. To enhance their looks, they put on makeup and they might wear chokers or dangly earrings. For them, it's just more so to enhance your look, not necessarily masculine or feminine, which I think is very, very interesting. It is. It's cool. I'm just not going to be attracted to him. No. I am. Um, And then like with my love for K-pop, it's kind of like I was talking to my parents about it because I was trying to show them videos, too. And my so they were like, this white everybody. girl music. Well, I guess Korean they, music. They, they didn't even think that. They were basically like, this is another culture taking from our culture. But I guess because a lot of their videos, you've got guys rapping and they're kind of doing, you know, SoundCloud rapper ad libs and dancing they have a song with hip hop they have a song what? well that's that's monster x not oh, bts they're Sorry. different Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> but they are um but bts <laughs> has bts has a song with like juice world like wow. bts is the biggest k-pop group they're, in the I, I world i want to say they are the biggest fandom in the world yes, like i am gonna world. make fun of you all the time for liking bts not because it's a black or white thing just because i don't know what the hell they're it's saying it's not even a black or white thing yeah. it's like, yeah. it's like no no i'm just saying because like it's not like you're not black for listening to X, Y, and Z. No. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to say that, but I'm going to make fun of you, whatever. But BTS, I do know like BTS Their fandom is crazy. Like people were yeah. standing outside for like days mm-hmm. when BTS came here because it was like general mission. And I will say the BTS fandom, I thought Justin Bieber had the biggest fan no. base. BTS, BTS is worldwide. BTS is crazy. The things they say worldwide. on Twitter, like y'all don't know, but like BTS is literally psychos. Their fan They're, base is called army but Literally to get psycho. to get to the cultural aspect of it and the conversation that i was having with my parents is just kind of the idea that black culture is kind of transactional and it's becoming transactional where it's kind of like the music that we create where it's like rock rap country country jazz, which a lot of people blues don't give us e- credit for edm the music that we create becomes this worldwide currency mm-hmm. and black culture in general is currency now Everyone's it's world currency it. and to think that a black girl who lives in brooklyn could fall in love with a k-pop group a korean group that uses so many references, dance moves, sounds that mimic black culture. It's like it's it's crazy. Do to you think, think that's about. an issue or does, does it like not phase you? I think it's I think it's a little I bit of an issue. issue. Yeah. I 
But like Janae is someone who like loves yeah. BTS, yeah. whatever. So I will definitely say that when I first started listening to it, I was like, this is interesting and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Right. Mm -hmm. But then when I think about kind of the intersection between black culture and Asian culture, we take from each other. When you look at from Asian, you look at black rappers like Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, Kendrick Lamar calling himself Kung Fu Kenny, Nicki Minaj wearing um, Nicki Minaj does too much. Exactly. When in when you think about even black exploitation films, when you have um, black people in the seventies and on up being like kung fu fighters and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Black culture and Asian culture has this very interesting intersection. So a part of me is kind of like we do definitely take from each other. But there is another part that wonders if these Korean rappers and artists know the history, history, where their style comes from and if they respect it. Yeah, because there's a difference between appreciation. I want to say like I don't know. I'm not going to say I'm a expert on this but like I feel like when Nicki Minaj does that stuff it's like I'm going to appreciate the like culture like mm-hmm. the Asian culture and a lot of these rappers like it's not meant from a place of like I don't know the background of this and I'm making I'm gonna money eat, I'm going to make it. money off yeah. it I feel like a lot of times when people take from black people it's never like I generally have a respect from black people and I generally uh, love black culture and I want to appreciate because even like a lot of the these white people who are obsessed with Kanye can they like, give a about black people like no they don't or like even like Kendrick Lamar and like when Kendrick Lamar had that thing with that girl that went up there and said the n-word she didn't like you can tell like those a lot of these people who are fans of rappers and black artists that situation was a little I think that situation itself was a little um iffy that that's that could be iffy but I'm just saying like general like a lot of people who go to these rap um you know concerts and stuff because I went to a weekend concert and I felt uncomfortable because this white girl was next to me and she was saying like she was saying like the n-word sometimes and like I'm not about to fight you because I paid a lot of money here and that's my boyfriend but like I like that's you don't I don't really think you have like an appreciation of like black culture I think you just like what you have like a lot of people with like liking Beyonce and when she came out and reminded all y'all that she was black on formation a lot of white people went crazy and well, I just think it's a little different well I think that, I think the um my issue not so is not so much with like BTS um having like examples of exhibiting examples of like black culture and that stuff it's the way that um people will respond to other cultures taking on black culture mm. versus the way they respond to black people owning their own culture it's very different like bts can do that and they can be welcomed and stuff and other but then other artists do the same thing and it's just a different reaction um just like the same thing with black physical features a, a big butt and curves and a chest was not was not appreciated until it landed on the body of kim kardashian mm-hmm. and her sisters um so it's just like a i my my issue is always with the response of other people. To quickly defend BTS, not because I'm a BTS stan. It's going to sound like it's because I am. But anyway, they do put, I have not seen the synchronization or the attention to detail in boy groups. Like if we want to say Pretty Ricky, for example, which I know it's kind of hard to compare like 
boy groups in the past to boy groups now because there aren't really any black boy groups, are there? Right now? I wouldn't say. Not now. Like, no. B2K was, like, the last one. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, like, if I were to just compare, like, the way BTS or Monsta X goes about their performance, their choreography, and their musicality, it is a lot more in-depth. Like, a BTS performance is similar to Beyonce's performance. It is. Where they're dancing. Korea, they're, and, that's the culture of, exactly. like, practice every day, every day, and they do a lot. I will say, like, that is something true about, and like, that's the Korean why pop group. I respect them so much because it's, like... That's why I respect Beyonce, because Beyonce is doing these complicated dance routines. She is singing at the same time and wearing heels. And it's like you've got these guys and it's eight guys who are perfectly synchronized. They're singing and doing these complicated dance moves. That's why I respect them. But it definitely is always a thought of like if it was a group of black men that were doing the same thing as them, would they get the same recognition? I don't, I don't think internationally. Hell no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell Even no. if they were around, because BTS has been around since like 2013, 2014. And if I do wonder if there was a black group that had been around from 2013 to 2014, making the same type of music, doing the same type of dances, that was just as good. I do really wonder if people in China would be like, oh my God, you I know? I think so. I do wonder. And I think like a good point of like this relating to like the title of the podcast of like music of like being told like that you listen to white people music or whatever which I've gotten that so many many times that I'm just like whatever I'm still gonna like what I like and I just think that I know people are joking and stuff but like we just have to be careful with that because white people music is like originated from black people like we said black people have very large influences in like country music mm-hmm. and obviously hip hop and rap which is ironic influences rock. black people created exactly and but I it's all and it's ironic when you think about it now because there's a whole hoopla about little Nas little, little Nas yeah. trying to get on the the country and then he got and then he got Billy Ray Cyrus on it, and they're still like nah you're not really mm-hmm. this isn't really country I don't hear anything else but country in there. No, no one talked about Taylor Swift when she was doing this pop. Well, no, people did. People did talk, but not. But but she didn't get. She didn't get. She she could still make it on the award show. She was not right. She was. She was doing like red and like whatever, and she was clearly a hundred percent pop. And they would still give her every country award mm-hmm. yeah. and then with this little Nas X was actually like really disappointing because it's like it's clearly country and you guys Billboard deliberately took it off because they got responses and of white like, people hating it and it's I was just actually reading a podcast the other day and I think actually Billboard like the top Billboard top music was started by a black a black man wow that doesn't mm-hmm. surprise which is me. ironic um but but not even on the country charts. Little Nas X has the longest running but number little, one hit, and he beat Taylor Swift. But I currently. think I think I, I mean there's a little bit of time before the Grammys. But I think he's gonna get a Grammy. He's, I think he's I gonna get. I think he's gonna get it for. I think he's gonna get it outside of country. But I think he might get it in country. To it's be just honest. a little disappointing because be he country. says like, what does he say about Wrangler or whatever? And people are boycotting Wrangler. Yeah. Like white people are boycotting. I think it was Wrangler. Like because yeah, people were like it. burning their. Wranglers. People were like burnt. Like that's how racist like people country fans are, which is ironic because it's like country was like created by black people, and it's like we can't even like have our own music. And like even like Beyonce on Lemonade has that country song. I'm forgetting the name of it, but she has a song that's like inspired heavily by country. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking yeah. about. I'm trying and to think it, of the name because she has like a, her family's uh, from Daddy, the south. Daddy lessons. Daddy lessons. Yeah. Daddy's lessons, yeah. Um, and like yeah, I'm, I'm I'm like curious for you guys. I mean like I. I don't know if I necessarily was aware of it growing up. I think like now in retrospect, I, I think I 
what I did with like my musical taste was that I tried to listen. I tried to expand my taste beyond everything that was R and B and hip hop and rap because I just didn't want people to put you in a box, put me in a box and be like, Oh, if you're black, like this is what you listen to. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm going to listen to everything you don't expect me to listen to. And then like, hopefully that like some kind of acceptance will come with that. And then it was funny because even after people knew my musical taste, like I had an incident with like my lacrosse coach. I might've mentioned this before. It was where like she, we had karaoke night and on the bus when we were traveling, she's like, Amari, like come up and like do one of your rap songs for us. Oh my God. And I'm like, and everyone just, everyone just stopped and looked at me and I'm like, wow, y'all know I don't listen to rap. Y'all know my musical taste and no one said anything. People privately came up to me and were like, are you okay? And she did it multiple times. She multiple times mentioned my non-existent love for rap and hip-hop music because I was black. Yeah. I guess I never personally, it was definitely a thought that this is what people expected for me, but during the time where I was like really in love with punk music, it was, the music was just so important to me that for me it was like race didn't matter. It, it was mostly my family you're making not, those you're not comments. Thinking about it when yeah. you're listening to music, you like what you like. Exactly, and that's kind of how I was. It was my family making those comments, like, "Oh, you're listening to," because I started, I, music. yeah, white people yeah. music, and I started listening to a little bit of screamo too, and they're like, "This is devil's music" or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, "Whatever, y'all. I'm listening to what I want to listen to. Like, this is important. I'm angsty for. I had no reason to be angsty, but yet was still angsty. And I was just kind of like, "This speaks to me. I'm gonna listen to it." I got a whole hell of reasons to be angsty. I was. I think it was funny because, like, I'm listening. You notice like a certain pattern with certain music. Like, I was very much into Paramore because I was freaking depressed, mm-hmm. and a lot of the songs, more so their uh, more recent art, uh, albums, talks about depression very, um, very outwardly. But it's also kind of masked behind this really bubbly beat, and I love that because I. I don't know why I smile a lot. And it's just a reflex. So people automatically assume that I'm a happy person and I actually skew more sad than I do happy. And I think that's like kind of why I like uh, related to that music. Um, but like I'm curious, Rachel, like for you, how like music played out in your family and like if people comment. You said like you kind of just listen to what your parents listen to. but like I listen to what my parents listen to. So like music was really big in like my neighborhood in Queens. So like I didn't know the, the latest artist that came out, uh, the latest song. I like pretended I knew just to like be a part of those conversations. Right. But like in reality, I had no idea. And even for me expressing like, yeah, like, um, I'm trying, the Eagles or uh, Michael Jackson or um, Whitney Houston, like they were just, it, it was the, 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 my peers were not listening to those artists. So it was like, Oh, you listen to like, Oh, people music. Right. That's, that's what, that's the comments that I would get from that. So mm-hmm. I usually kept, my musical preferences to, to myself, but like going home, which is weird because music is a very expressive. Yeah. It's and, like an expressive experience. Right. And for not to be like outward about that, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, mm, yeah. you know, just yeah. keep it to myself. I think it's, we didn't like talk about this, but I'm curious about you guys. It's like, not only was it the experience of listening to music, but like actually playing music. Like in mm-hmm. my household, my mom from I was like five made me get into piano lessons. Me and my sister both played the violin while well into high school. Mm-hmm. And like my 
even though my parents aren't playing instruments, will be regularly and Same. still regularly yeah. karaoke I, together. I play the clarinet and violin. I play in, the clarinet as well. In elementary yeah. middle school, and I, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think my mom, there was my I know she's probably going to be sad when she listens to this because she wishes I still play the violin. But my mom used to be so proud of me being the only black girl playing a violin on the uh, on the stage. She just thought there was like something so beautiful. Now, every time she sees a black violinist, she's like, Amari. Do you guys ever see you. the black violin group? I think I always see it a lot when I was commuting to Brooklyn for work. But it was on the 14th. Street. I have seen them. They're so amazing. It's so beautiful. It's like a group of black violinists. Yeah. And it's literally so beautiful. Or like I was so glad when the royal wedding happened and they had a black cellist mm. and I think he was like 17 or something and the cello is my favorite instrument and it was just the most beautiful thing I'm like yes y'all think black people are rough and angry but look at the way that black boy mm. is caressing the music out of that that's cello that's a good point like it's like something that's not associated with like black people being hard and mm. tough yeah and but it takes but a lot of so, tender care yeah, to, yeah I didn't we, think about we that we also enjoy classical music right yeah. I love I, I love, love classical, classical music. Beethoven mm-hmm. and Regina like, Carter what? is a great black uh, violinist. Ooh. And like what you said, but like you want people to think like you're not just like in this one bubble of like listening rap and hip hop. I feel like that's similar to me because like also a big influence was um, I did radio in college and it was like an underground station. So like my show was the only, like one of like two or three like hip hop based shows mm-hmm. and we could only play like old music or like rock. It's like a completely rock station. So I was like really different and like the only black like maybe like three of us were black on the radio station and I would play like a lot of like old school rap and hip hop and stuff and then I was like oh I want to like diversify this and play like newer stuff and then I don't know I just like love music so I feel like if you look at my playlist you could see like whatever type of music I'm listening to and now I'm really into EDM and I've had this conversation recently with someone about like how like going to like an EDM concert and I've recently like wanted to go to this Zed concert and like I could find no one to go with me. I would love to go to Zed. Oh really? Now yeah, I know. I, would, I like love Zed but also I'm, I'm curious how he does it because he's it's always someone else singing and featuring. Like, I yeah. know you can just play it, but it's like, I want you to have all the people who are featured on your yeah. songs, like, there in person. No, but I would totally go see Zed. Oh, my God. Because I was I trying to, like, him. find someone to go to Zed. Zed is, like, the king of summer songs. Yeah. And no one, um, all my friends were kind of saying no, because none of my friends are in EDM. And I particularly, like, kind of wanted to go with a black person. And, uh, like, only, like, one, like, kind of said yes, but, like, I couldn't go. And I was talking to someone about, like, the experience of, like, liking EDM as black and, like, how, like, you're kind of, like, one of the only, like, couple like black people in the concert and stuff like that because I've seen like Skrillex and other places but I'm like wow I really want to experience that but like I don't want to feel like a complete outsider but like, I think that's funny too because I went to go see um, Childish Gambino with my friend Chris and we were there and we were like like where are the black people oh that isn't surprising (laughs) it wasn't it like wasn't surprising but i think because like it was different you know when you listen to an artist by yourself in your room and you're not necessarily aware of like their fan base and like you're listening to their songs gambino and chance the rapper are the non-threatening black men of hip-hop i'm gonna say 100 but like they're like in you i mean like i feel like as like a a nerdy black girl i can like relate to them like well not mostly childish Gambino where he's like I'm kind of like a nerdy black guy and like if I was gonna make music I don't think it would sound like him but it might be a little bit un might be a little surprising to people I don't know I think it's the same with like what if you went to a Kanye concert now 
feel like it would be nah. a bunch of white people. I disagree. I 100% have Let's not get into Kanye yeah, let's, let's not let's get into Kanye. Let's step away from Kanye. I just, I just think it would be similar. Let's step back. <laughs> It'll be similar. That's all I'm saying. But, I mean, like, I feel like this episode could go on forever. Music is just, like, important to mm-hmm. so many, just the culture in our lives. And listen and to what yeah. you want to listen to. Yes. Even though yeah. people call white people music. But, like, or I'm old people music. Listen. Old, yeah, listen. Like, old people can get down, too. Like, I'm all the old people at my wedding, if I get married, it probably won't be a wedding it'll be like a civil ceremony if anything but like we'll be getting down to all the old music yeah um but like tell us what your favorite bands are i need to discover some new people like i've been listening to a lot of like carly ray jepson lately for whatever i heard she banged she's great she's good like her last i I was listening to on the way here so like tell us your recommendations we want to hear but rachel you had some words for us you did yes Okay, so on this segment of Time to Talk Mental Health, I want to discuss music therapy. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) The Association of Music Therapy defines music therapy as the clinical and evidence-based use of music interventions to accomplish individualized goals within a therapeutic relationship by a credential professional. Music therapy is used to address physical, emotional, cognitive, and social needs of individuals. It It has also been successfully used to help patients of general stress, cancer, high blood pressure, and more. So if you're wondering how does it work, music therapy touches all aspects of the mind, body, brain, and behavior. Music can provide a distraction for the mind. It can alter our mood, which can influence behavior. Even though I highly recommend speaking to a mental health counselor about your issues, music therapy can be another form of therapy to help with your mental health. Don't give up on the process of healing. Find what works for you. And it may be an array of things. Moving my body, talking to a therapist, cooking and listening to music are ways I help deal with my mental health. Do your research, ask questions, and don't be afraid to try something new. Before I end, I want to let everyone know that July is Minority Mental Health Month. That's a wrap on this segment of mental health. Take care. So in uh, a word of advice, uh, we had another friend write in, share her her experience was really, really similar to all of ours. Um, She said that she lived in Atlanta and was about 17 or 18 years old. And she was hanging out with some neighbors in her like apartment complex they were living in at the time. Um, And they said the topic or she was talking about music with them. And um, both of the girls that she was with were talking a lot about hip hop. And she basically mentioned liking some 41 disturbed Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> wow. I'm Marilyn sorry. Manson? Marilyn Manson. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know Marilyn Monroe was a singer. It's been, it's been a long day, y'all. <laughs> and um, the Foo Fighters. And she said the black girl looked at her like she had three heads. And she was really confused because she's like, what's wrong with my music taste and 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 sorry gotta clear this up that she was in hanging out with a black girl and a white girl and the black girl looked at her as if she was crazy and was basically like that's satanic music Hmm. like you're disturbed why are you listening to satanic music and she said the white girl also looked at her like she was crazy like what is your problem and she said that it was really awkward she tried to explain how rock isn't just for white people and how it's not satanic but she said that everyone was convinced from then on out that she was just trying to be a white girl and that she was weird and disturbed 
So mm. it looks like we've all experienced that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say not as dramatically as people thinking that I was yeah. weird or disturbed, but it was mm. just a basic of like you're white. I think that's an older mindset of like you're just like whatever is like rock and screamo is like just sane. Yeah. And like I, agree. I remember like I wanted to paint my nails like black because like all the <laughs> white girls did it and like Lady Gaga and stuff like that. And then my mom's like, absolutely not. And like my grandma was like, no, that's that's devil stuff. <laughs> I remember my mom asked me at one point because I was constantly wearing black and I had painted my nails black and I would always wear like these huge headphones and I'd just be listening to rock music all the time. And my mom one time was like, you can tell me, are you gothic? And I was like, no, mom, I'm <laughs> Don't not. be one of those goths So now. dramatic. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm not gothic. I'm doing well. I'm um, happy. Are you possessed? <laughs> yeah. Like, but, um, I think kind of like on the like appearance like worrying and like wondering about like your musical taste but like more so like musical there like music therapy mm-hmm. to go back to Rachel I just wanted to share this cute story because it's I think it's just cute um but I was going through like a really hard time um and my sophomore year in high school and I guess that was more apparent than I had thought like my my parents and my sister, I guess, noticed. And I remember one time, my it was just me and my dad driving from like a tennis match or something. And he's like, "I've just like noticed you're very down." And what does this man do? But he puts on uh, Katy Perry's "Firework," and he's like, "I just think Aww, he's like I think of you every time I hear Aww. this song, and I just want you to remember that like you're a special human being." And Aww. so he just like that's so cute. He didn't say anything. He just like played that for me. That's so, so like, sweet. did you cry in the passenger seat? I was like, "Why is he so sweet and kind?" I think like I was like. He really loves me. Um, but so, like, now when I'm down, it's, like, very corny. I'll, like, listen to that song, even though it's, like, a really... Go ahead. It's a bad song. But, yeah, so, like, I think music has the power to heal, but yeah. to, like, also ha- um, for people to express certain things to you that they may not be able to say in words fully. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Well... Thanks, guys, for tuning in to this week's episode. Just a little heads up, the next episode of So-Called Oreos will be released on September 24th. So until next time, please follow us on all social media at So-Called Oreos, and you can email us at socalledoreos at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. And please remember to like, rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Until then, bye!